0: I was just watching Futurama. What a wonderful show. The funniest of all the shows. The Were you sm-
1: laughing out loud? The
0: smartest. Yeah. I laugh out loud quite often. I'm sorry that Peter Griffin saying, I got a fart, Lois. And then she says, Oh, you always fart. And then there's some cutscene. Oh, you to
1: always fart, Peter. And
0: then there's some cutscene to him in bed and he farts and the blanket blows up to the ceiling. That, uh, sorry, doesn't really do it for me.
1: <laughs> wow. You're so much better than everyone else.
0: I am. That's low brow. Lame ass, dumb brain comedy.
1: Futurama always. I don't know how many times I laughed out loud at Futurama. It was mostly like, "Huh, that's funny." Like I recognized, like this is funny and smart. Like it's a smart funny, but I wasn't like laughing
0: outward. What gets you to laugh outwardly? Um, a dog that talks
1: sil- silliness. I guess like um Anchorman. When he was in the um, telephone booth and he was crying uh, like, hey, Baxter!" And there was just something about how he was. It wasn't just that he was crying. It's that he like kept going with it. You know, I don't know why it just caught me off guard.
0: (laughs) You also like when Jim Carrey comes out of the rhino's butt.
1: Oh, my God. I loved that part. That part was hilarious. Mm -hmm. See, I like absurdity.
0: Mm Hmm. What happened? What do you mean?
1: Where'd you go? Where'd you go?
0: I'm still here. Your mic sounds weird.
1: Oh, it does.
0: Yeah, I don't know why.
1: Uh, is it something I can do?
0: I don't know. I was, trying.
1: Gain? I was um,
0: trying to see if there was something I could do, but it just all sounds so weird.
1: Okay. Maybe it sounds better.
0: I don't know. We'll just have to go with it. We don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Nothing like doing the show on a tight deadline, a tight turnaround.
1: That's all right. We can do it.
0: I have therapy. ready? I have therapy in one hour and one minute.
1: No problem. We'll get it done. We'll do like a 50-minute show.
0: Yeah, I'll just use Futurama as my inspiration, trying to live up to the standard that that show sets. One of the best. The best. Probably the best. Oh, sorry, American. Oh, there's an alien. There's an alien who's the equivalent of one of the other characters on the other shows. And nasty. there's that you're character. Nasty.
1: Ah, Peter's it's just Nasty a, this morning. Peter's a slob. Blah! Alright, ready? Three?
0: Oh, you're doing the countdown.
1: Yeah. Three?
0: I do the countdown. Three, two.
1: Three, two. One.
0: Nope. Three, two, one.
1: Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher.
0: My name is Greg Russ. I'm not as excited to be myself as Autumn is to be herself. Wow. The way you put the emphasis and the passion into your name.
1: My name is Greg Russ.
0: Like you're on a roller coaster.
1: Say my name like you would say your own.
0: I'm Autumn Fisher. It's fine. You just say your name. Oh,
1: that was decent. Yeah, it was good. That was um said with conviction and confidence.
0: You just say it. I'm here. I am what I am.
1: I'm Greg Russ.
0: So this week's episode. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, at some and sometimes there is that. Ugh, there is I'm Greg th- Russ. There is that response to myself. Other people feel it and I feel it myself. It's, I get it. I understand mm-hmm. it. It's like, ugh, I'm still here.
1: And I'm Gregory Russ.
0: I'm still standing.
1: Better than I ever did. Coffee is kicking in. Feeling like a little kid.
0: From the Bodega Mart. I go get this coffee, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. The machine's empty. They, They At this place, you don't serve yourself. They keep it behind the counter. Oh, and bro, why? The guy says, we're brewing more. I say, okay, it's fine. It's a big machine. But they wait until it's done. They don't seem to realize that there's still coffee in there that you can pour out of the spout. The spigot. While mm-hmm. while the rest of the coffee is brewing, it's not a, a pot that lifts off. It's a tank with a little oh, valve yeah, on okay. it, and they always make you wait. We're brewing it. Like, hey, that's a big thing. That thing probably holds a hundred cups or more. There's the yeah, it's coff- gonna take
1: like twenty minutes for that to fill up
0: completely. The, the coffee's there. Just start filling my cup now, and it'll continue to brew, and nothing will change. But they, they just don't understand. Why you I gotta s- be
1: a New Yorker and be like, oh, hey, what's the hold up? Just give me what's in the pot. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I guess. I didn't really want be to be a New Yorker, but the reason uh, I think uh, Elton John was in my head because they yeah. play they play all the hits at the bodega.
1: I think it was in your head because I was singing it because my kids just watched the movie Sing.
0: Oh, and maybe. they re- they
1: were waiting all day for that part.
0: <laughs> then I have no clue where it comes from. What was the song I was singing that I when I first joined that I'm not going to include in the recording because I said something very crude. Uh, live in the oh the live in
1: la vida loca
0: okay that's where that one came from and then okay the other one came from you and I signed it to the bodega for which I apologize anyway what the hell is this week's topic I know that you used a word generator you went online yeah. because you were having a hard time coming up with the topic which is kind of where we are now and I'm fine doing this I think it's a nice added element you used a word it generator was, yeah
1: it was also hard for me because I had the kids for an extra day so I was still like in that mindset of, um, figuring out what they need and what I need to pack for them. And are they dressed? I need to brush out, you know, like all these little things. Um, so they just left. And so I was having to like still maintain all of that while still, while trying to come up with a topic and then put the effort into it, you know, that we talked about (laughs) and not be so flippant about just any old topic. So yeah, we use the word generator. Um, the first one that I came that came for me was fast, which, was nothing, and then yours was good. Yours was a good one.
0: Well, you could. Have, we could have done a show on fast, fast and loose. The way you're living your life. I don't mean that. Don't, don't, don't.
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not.
0: Too much into that, and sink into the pit of despair.
1: No, I'm not because that's not accurate at all. It only hurts when something is like, maybe hits a little true.
0: Then hospital came up. We could have talked about hospitals. That would have been a real... That's a good one. That would have been a real exciting show. I just watched, for the first time, Million Dollar Baby.
1: Oh, I've never seen that either. Uh, The most I know about it is from the skit that uh, Holly and Michael do on The Office.
0: uh, What's the skit?
1: They sort of do, uh, like, um, Dunder Mifflin Air or something, and... They sort of do a play on that movie, Slumdunder Millionaire. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> so they combine. It like, how did you know
1: these things about? How did you know this trivia? Well, what, you know, what about do they this company? It's what like, do they reveal? I was, I was a tour guide and whatever. You know.
0: What do they reveal of the movie in the skit? I'm trying to that, gauge your knowledge. Uh,
1: that the like maybe the country like India or whatever. No, that's Slumdog. That's Slumdog
0: Millionaire. Not not Million Dollar Baby. <gasps> oh. See, when you said that, I thought there was like, oh, they're doing the skip of the combining movies and confusing them on purpose. But it was you confusing the movies.
1: Wow. Oh, my God. Just like how you thought that you heard I'm Still Standing by Elton John and the Bodega. We all make mistakes. <laughs> all right. Million Dollar Baby, it the also, boxing one.
0: It also makes sense that I would hear that song in the bodega because they play CBS FM, all the hits.
1: Okay. But well, it also makes sense for me that I would confuse those two because they're so similar.
0: They're nothing alike. Absolutely I know. nothing alike. Million Dollar Baby won the uh, Oscar, and I think, what is her name? Hilary Duff won the Oscar, and Clint Eastwood won a directing Oscar, oh, no. if, if I recall correctly. But the movie's uh, not what I expected it to be. I had never seen it. I know I'm very late to the game. When did that come out? 2005, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's a boxing movie for half the movie until she, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, breaks her neck and is a quadriplegic and <laughs> it happens in a hospital for the second half of the movie. It takes place in a hospital. So, okay. So we could have, did you know about,
1: that part of it? Like, no. Did you kind of know what, oh, I, cause I know the plot. Like I know the spoiler.
0: What, that she bites her tongue off?
1: Oh no, I didn't know that part.
0: No, she tries to commit, she did. she tries to commit suicide the only way she can by biting her tongue.
1: Damn, I thought it was more like mostly a boxing movie. And then at the end, like the thing happens, not like through half the movie.
0: Well, maybe it's not quite half the movie, but I also wouldn't really call it a boxing movie. It's using boxing as the vehicle to move the, yeah. the plot, which is a very human movie. But okay. the characters, I, it's so strange when we get into movie reviews of things that came out almost <laughs> 20 years ago.
1: I'm the same way though. Like I don't. There are some movies that are big, and I kind of have like anxiety to not anxiety, but I'm just like not. I don't want to watch it. I need to wait like ten plus years before I watch it, and then I'll be like, oh yeah, that was really good.
0: Well, I'm telling you all about this one. Uh, okay. The act, like people got such a claim, and maybe because people thought it would be it was going to be Lady Rocky, and it caught people off guard, and like right, oh to be wow,
1: like something emotional.
0: Yeah, but I feel as though all of the characters were very one-dimensional and overacted it's like okay this really? person is that this person is that this person is that and it, did, it didn't hit no pun intended <laughs> as hard as it could have because it gets really complex at the end even the complex ending where she asks uh clint
1: yeah spoiler
0: <laughs> to kill her because she can't do it herself. And he's the only person in her life. And she's kind of the only person in his life. And he has to battle with that decision. And there's a little bit of a battle that goes on. But for the most part. it's like I, that, that should have. Maybe there wasn't time. I don't know. I don't know the reasons they didn't do it. But you know, at some point. The boxer lady's family. Who are not the greatest people. Come in. And they're trying to get her to sign her money over. That she made. And when they show up. It's like the the sister's boyfriend who was in jail previously is there. And the way he interacts, it's like, okay, we get it. You're not a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, I feel as though there would be a little more nuance to these things. But people, you know, yeah, they I ate that. it up. They ate it up. But that's Well, because not-
1: you're, you're talking about general audiences, right? Like it's, it's, it's more of a risk. Uh, it's more of a gamble to uh, think that the general audience is going to understand subtlety. Or appreciate subtlety.
0: I feel as though they can.
1: No, they can, but the general, like, there are fra- factions of the general audience that will respond and appreciate it, and then the rest are going to be like, "Oh man, where's more? I wish there was more fighting. <laughs> like, I wish there was more boxing in this movie."
0: Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Maybe that's why it reached wider audiences. But you know, as far as winning those awards go the Oscar quite often is movies. People don't see. I have no interest in seeing.
1: I just watched a review. I know again, this is like a billion years late, but I watched a review of her, um, which I loved her. Oh my God. I loved
0: her. Yeah.
1: With jo- Joaquin Phoenix and whatever. so, um, but the person going into the movie, they didn't, they didn't really know anything about it. Um, and they were saying that, they wondered if there were disappointed people seeing it, thinking it was gonna be like a typical sort of like tropey plot where um the the computer, like the AI starts to get jealous, you know, and then the AI starts like locking all the doors, you know, and saying, like, where are you going? Who's Stephanie? You know, like reading his emails and stuff. And then there would be a thing where like you know, maybe the AI would program like an assassin to come kill a girl, another girl, or whatever. You know what I mean? There's just like some, some, some really um, on the nose ways that it could have gone, and it did not do that. And they were saying like you, 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 um, you shouldn't underestimate. I can't remember underestimate or overestimate, but like you shouldn't expect too much of a general audience because they might not understand subtlety.
0: Which I don't know if is fair. I guess it is. Whatever. I think it's accurate. I see. I'm a person who subscribes, even though I think most people are idiots. I subscribe yeah. to the idea that you should trust the audience and that they can get it. But maybe that's why when I did things on the radio when I was on full time in Atlanta, it's like, nah, no, don't do that. And maybe that's there's... the thing.
1: You trust people who are interested in you. You know what I mean? Like you trust your audience. Well, I guess but for... as a rule, generally, people don't understand things.
0: Yeah, I believe that if you're allowed to do something, you'll find an audience. Maybe it won't be as big of an audience as these money-grubbing, selfish, pocket-lining scumbags want it to be. (laughs) I had to to pause in between my adjectives (laughs) to pick some. But anyway, that's not the topic either. So we're not. No, talking the top, about, This
1: is not the topic at all. We're not all.
0: talking about hospitals. I like the way that we're really pushing the limits on the structure of the show. And while we are talking about how we got to today's topic, which allows mm-hmm. us to yeah. talk about these other things, it's a bit. It feels a little bit like cheating. You think so? Maybe, but I who cares? We're, we're lying. The the show has to evolve. We've done many of these. We're almost up to one hundred and fifty. And I'm I'm fine if it evolves. I'm fine if. We do start treating it kind of like last week's show where we didn't intend to talk about trends. It just kind of happened organically because we had a different topic that kicked it all off. I'm fine if uh, the show starts to evolve into that where we use a word generator. That's it, like an improv show where people throw out the stupid idea, but you know we can take that and we can run with it. But the yeah. word... Argument came up for me. We decided not to talk, talk about that. Motivation is what we landed on. The word generator gave you the word motivation. And no,
1: actually, it didn't. I What? Uh, yeah, I was going to come up with, um, what? what was the one before that?
0: Hospital. I don't know. You, here's what you told me fast. Argument. Hosp- argument was mine.
1: Yeah, I liked argument. And, and I, so I was going to go with argument. But then, um, I was feeling some kind of weird way this morning, and I'm working out, and I joined a gym
0: okay, well, hold on w- way to leave me in the dark then, and then set this whole thing up with a word generator when the word didn't even come from a fucking word generator,
1: yeah, but all of the other things did,
0: sure, but ultimately, that was a build up to say, and here's how we got the talk unbelievable. you just let me hang myself
1: no how. There's no way that that's you hanging yourself. So
0: you're motivated to do something. You're feeling yeah. motivated. What is the motivation you're feeling? I know that you joined a gym. Yeah. But I, I feel as though the motivation wasn't to join a gym to work out. There's some bigger thing and you're looking for outlets for the motivation.
1: Um. Well, I mean, I I am choosing health. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in this weird place where I... There was something happening where like, you know, I'd lost all that weight with that diet, but that diet was, you know, a weird diet and it wasn't like a lifestyle. So once I stopped the diet, I gained everything back. And then um, I still was like creeping up the scale and I wasn't I wasn't doing any of my old tricks, you know, when I weighed less and when I weighed less, I would do like silly things like binge eat something. You know, or go into like those fugue states of eating, those like uh disassociative like chips and dip, you know, that you do. And um I wasn't doing that and I was and I was, you know, not uh stopping myself from anything, but I was also just looking I was being more conscious of like I was intuitive eating. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't going crazy. I wasn't like making things specifically so I could eat them that were bad for me, quote unquote, like not nutritious or whatever, just like treat. I was doing normal eating, I felt. And I was still just like creeping up the scale. And like my biggest pants were not fitting me. I was like, what the fuck? So I did a couple things. I took myself off my birth control (laughs) to see if that would help. And I don't know if it has, but now I have... I'm way more motivated uh, to be more physical with my body and to eat more specifically. I'm like on a, on a scale of not giving a shit about what you eat and extreme dieting. I'm like, if you, if I, if I was in the middle before, I'm like two clicks toward extreme dieting. You know what I mean? Like two clicks just in that direction because I'm counting my calories. I'm not being super strict with it, but I am, just like paying attention, like oh, you know what? If I don't use butter to cook my eggs, that takes away like a hundred calories. You know Are what I mean? Blotting like blotting
0: your pizza. Uh,
1: Are you even eating pizza? Yeah, I'm eating pizza.
0: Are you blotting? I've it? had
1: I've had a pizza. Are
0: You sucking up that grease. You don't use paper towels.
1: No, I have paper towels. I but care I don't about the it.
0: environment, which is not. <laughs> I say that as if it's an awful <laughs> thing, but it just feels as though it's. That's a weird stand that you've taken. That's the thing. That no, I know I don't do. recycle. And you, that's that's the point. You don't do many other things. I don't use paper towels. Paper towels are the least. I understand that they're wasteful, and you're, if you're using a rag or something, but then you have to wash that. Yeah, but so, I'm washing
1: it with my clothes. Yeah, like I'm a, washing it with my towels, so yeah, it's not really like adding more.
0: That's fair. That so the water at that point is already being used. The way you do yeah. your dishes. Is more wasteful than using the dishwasher. You know, dishwasher uses about four gallons of water and it recycles that water and two gallons of water come out of your sink any given minute. The average sink faucet in the kitchen is two gallons a minute. You're looking this up because you don't believe it, but it's true.
1: No, I just want to get it right.
0: Unless you do Yeah,
1: two point two gallons per minute.
0: Unless you do the gross thing where you fill the sink with the water and you wash your dishes in that. But that's like washing your dishes in bath water. So that,
1: But that's when you need those two sides of the sink.
0: Sure. I The dishwasher is not... I a, don't have that. I, the fact that you don't use a dishwasher out of this idea that it's wasteful. But...
1: I've been using my dishwasher and I also wasn't using my dishwasher because I only had a couple dishes. You know what I mean? Like I had... I have four big plates and... <laughs> two set sa- for uh, four salad plates and that's it so i need the dishes
0: but paper towels is where you make the stand which again it is wasteful but paper is biodegradable so it's not like using plastic i, I shouldn't dismiss it completely because you're cutting back on waste but anyway you can't blot your pizza is the point so you're eating well i'm not i'm pizza. not
1: making pizza like that uh oh okay so another thing i've been motivated to do someone recently made fun of me it was just a tiny little comment but it was say uh, we're talking about garlic and how I don't you I don't chop up my garlic. I just buy that gigantic container of garlic. Like, you know, those little ones that you get. I was splurged and went for the really big one that I thought I'll I'll this. I'll be using this for another year. And I'm already almost through it because I use so much garlic. And uh, I I was mentioning this to someone and they were like, why don't you just buy fresh garlic and you, you know use one of those garlic presses? And I was like, well, why would I do that? I have He's and he was making fun of me, saying that like, because I don't have any time, like I'm because I'm so busy to not be able to chop garlic. It was just like a silly tease thing, but it made me think I do have a lot of time. I could definitely press some garlic, and what that motivated me to do was not necessarily press a garlic, but Let's join it motivated me
0: to go to crunch
1: no to, Go to to start sports making life. shut up start making things from scratch like making as many things as i can from scratch so there are these tomatoes that are growing um in different sections of my apartment complex that like the maintenance guys plant and like let build up really big and there's like a cleaning lady that comes around and she collects them and i saw her one morning and we were talking and she gave me a bunch of the tomatoes she had picked. And then the other day there were just some on my door. I was really excited. Anyway, uh, I used a bunch of those tomatoes to make a tomato sauce, you know, and I froze it. Um, so I got one on. of those rotisserie chickens and I made a stock with its carcass. And I don't know, I've just been motivated to use my time to do something um, that like nourishes me mentally and physically.
0: I also know that you like baking so I can see I can get behind creating things from scratch. But it was all born out of you being shamed in an offhand comment. So if we're talking about motivation overall in a bigger picture, I think, uh, you know, this is not clear cut. I know that it is a gray area because, again, you do like doing these things. But, you know, chopping garlic, for example, it's not a matter of time. It's just a pain in the fucking ass. If it's already in a jar, OK, a press. I'll scoop it. I know you got to peel it. I never like peeling it.
1: That's no big deal. You just smash it with a knife
0: yeah that's what i'm
1: saying you're right the the it's it's not about what is it called when you're like um practicality or something it's not that because it's it's no big deal to have a big thing of garlic in your fridge. it's not a it's not the thing but it is interesting that i've cut some corner that i might not need to cut and maybe i would get something like from having fresh garlic and maybe there's stuff inside the you know gigantic jar of garlic that's like a preservative that i don't need in my life and if i have the time and the energy and the knowledge to, like, press a garlic. Like, I, I should do it. So why not? So I'm doing it.
0: Should you do it? I'm just playing devil's so advocate. You, I, I feel as though you should do the things you want to do. And this, this thing from scratch does, again, if I knew you and you hated cooking and you didn't like baking and doing this, I would say, what the hell are you doing? This is asinine. This is coming out. Of this is born of some person making a comment, but knowing that you could get joy out of these things, I don't want to completely dismiss it. But
1: yeah, because I do get joy out of it.
0: But I, I think the bigger picture that I'm looking at, and you can tell me I'm wrong. Is if you're you're going to the gym now, you want to lose weight, you're motivated to do that. But mm-hmm. is there is there a grasping going on because you're feeling? I think you personally with the work that you've been putting in to figure out who you are as a person that opens some doors and you feel motivated to better understand who you are and act on who you are. And maybe I'm just projecting too, but um, within that, sometimes it's not a clear cut path. I don't know where to go at this point. So you start doing all these different things, which is okay because you got to find something that you really want to do. I just don't, when we're talking about motivation, there are different motivators. And one is I just should be doing this. It's not really the best. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're doing that.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's where I'm coming from personally. I think, um, I mean, everything, I always say this, that like, there's a little piece of truth in everything, right? So if, if we're talking about a, a, if we're making a pie chart, of reasons why I'm doing this, you know, a portion of it is a little bit of that like shame or not, not really shame. I wouldn't call it shame, but just like, um, Oh, maybe I, I, I could be doing this, you know, the rest of it does feel like I have the time to try and figure out if this is a thing that might just be me. Because I don't think before I had a very clear idea of who I was. Like, if someone came to me a couple of years ago and said, what do you do for fun?
0: My life is real- fun. My whole huh? life. I would say my life is fun. Your whole life was set up for fun.
1: Well, it it would more be like, I don't know. I just uh, watch some reality show. I listen to podcasts. I like to, and then, you know, seasonally I do puzzles and I crochet, you know, but now because I do have this time to myself and what we talked about before where like I get bored and I get a little like um, depressed. I think that putting my energy into these things is helping me. I don't know. Have more purpose when I don't have the kids
0: is it a distraction
1: um, I don't know if it's a distraction notorious
0: it might just, I feel like you're notorious hmm? for not wanting to sit with uncomfortable feelings so if you're sitting there overall outside of you I, I, people and this isn't having anything to do with your specific situation but people are fed this line throughout their lives that if you're not being productive if you're not doing something that it's bad that's a terrible thing what a negative thing and I don't buy into that. And I feel, I feel as though I've really, and I guess I hit on this a bit when I was doing the show alone a couple of weeks ago when you weren't on.
1: Yeah, when you were talking about your dad.
0: Yeah. There's this idea that if you're not constantly productive, there's something wrong or you're lazy. And I don't, I think I did buy into that. I'd never actually did anything about it because then the rebellious side came out where I said, fuck Hmm. you, I'm I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do this because I should be doing it. But I never felt good about that choice. I felt bad. And I've come to realize for me that if there's a lack of motivation, that in itself isn't a bad thing. It's about finding the things that I really want to be doing and getting the motivation to do that, which can be very difficult. You know, doing this podcast, I'm very good once we start, I start <laughs> doing something and it gets to be part of my routine, and then I'll keep it up. And I feel as though the motivation is there, even though doing this podcast, for example, is hard sometimes because, you know, we never miss a week. We want to keep that streak going. Uh Sometimes you know, moods are in play or we don't know exactly what to talk about. And it can be a challenge. We're breaking up. Yes. But I never, (laughs) I never felt as though it was a chore. Like it never got to the point. If I felt as though I was doing this and I had to do it, it would lose meaning. And then I wouldn't, I would lose the motivation to do it. So this is something that I enjoy. So I know that doing the podcast and understanding that it's not going to be smooth sailing all the time Mm -hmm. is something that I like. And, that can be applied to anything in life. It's just hard to find the things and you have to really let go and understand who you are and just lean into whatever that brings up and then start doing the things that you want to do. I feel as though the motivation can be stalled, stymied, whatever word you want to use out of fear because if it's something you really enjoy and it doesn't go so well because again, things aren't always smooth sailing, then, You know, that fear can keep you from doing things. That's certainly something that I experienced myself. Um, But going back to you, you do have a lot of time, I know, these days. And I'm not saying you should just sit around, unless you wanted to. (laughs) And
1: feel bad. If
0: you really (laughs) wanted to just sit around, and it didn't make you feel bad. I mean, I guess it's also the reasons why it's making you feel bad. Do you feel bad because you feel as though you should be doing something? Do you feel bad because when you sit around, you have time to think about what's going on in your life?
1: I think it's more the second thing. Um, I still but I, the thing is is like I don't I don't avoid those feelings, but I also don't, you know, just lay in them and just let them overtake me. I also feel like, all right, <sighs> I'm feeling this feeling. You know, I like to look at those feelings and think about them and what this is and what, what, what is motivating, what is motivating that feeling? What happened today? What is this? What is that? And then I'll think, all right, well, I need to shake this off because I don't want to feel like this. Like, I I, I don't want to keep feeling horrible or bad or whatever. And so what should I do? I should, like, put my energy into something. Which is there,
0: um, of course. Yeah. So I'm.
1: So I, I don't. I don't feel like I'm not grasping. I'm not avoiding, but I also am not just like reveling in my own, like, pitiful feelings.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't say that that's a positive thing. And surely, if you're not feeling great about sitting around, distracting yourself, and doing things, is a good thing to do. I'm just wondering, you know, if you're again grasping maybe too harsh of a word because it doesn't feel like that um if you're just trying things out or maybe just let me ask you straight up is there something specific in mind that you would like to do and you're avoiding that and you're just doing other things in the periphery
1: um it's more of like i i keep having this one thought and this feels like therapy now but um
0: psycho Baba, the show <laughs> devolved i tuned out What
1: I keep thinking about that (laughs) makes me really sad and scared is that I'll never find anyone to, this sounds so conceited, but I'll never find anybody that uh, appreciates me for all the weird little things about me, or the good things about me, or the, you know what I mean? Uh, And maybe I have found those people, but I've fucked it up, and... I'm wasting like these really great years. You know what I mean? Like I, I get into these, and then I'll try and say to myself like, it's okay, you know, like that will happen. You'll, you'll get there. But this you... and that, and then I, and then I feel even worse because I'm like, you're so alone that there's no one even there to comfort you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then I just spiral.
0: You're approaching this the wrong way, though. <laughs> How are you? The person you're thinking of to appreciate you in these ways is strictly a romantic partner, but. There's already people in your life who appreciate you for being met,
1: but I get so um self conscious that they don't really like me like I get into the I'm upset now because it is something that I keep thinking about <laughs> that um even though my friends are my friends, you know and and they don't give me anything but like positive results or, you know like uh, feedback or whatever but i still like if i don't hear from them then i go down these things like oh they don't really want to be your friend like they feel bad for you and they just like you're you're like pathetic so
0: you're making it about yourself in those instances they have yeah. lives and they have their own
1: things Absolutely. that they're <laughs>
0: dealing with and they're probably not Absolutely. even thinking about you and that's not to but
1: that- because but that's what i'm saying like i get that way when i'm alone for too long and don't because i work from home i'm just sitting in this closet and i don't have you know i don't have somebody around me to like interact with and i am a people person you know and i do need i do need connection and like something that that was said that my therapist said to me that I wrote down I said uh, people have so much power over me because I need them so much. You know, and it was really true. People even though it's not it's not their power that they're wielding, but I I give them all this power because I feel like I need them so much. And um like somebody texted the group the other day and was like um hey, does anybody want to hang out and I couldn't and other people couldn't and then I put like a sad like a little emoji for this person who texts like so oh, poor poor whoever and they were like it's all right i love being with myself and i thought wow how do i get there
0: that's but it's interesting that we are both in opposite spots right now where i have spent most of my life adult life alone not alone like i have people in my life but i've right. spent a lot of time alone i've lived alone i've done things uh, you know, I going to movies, for example, going out, getting a drink. I, I like doing a lot of things alone, mm-hmm. and I was able to have a good time with myself. If I go to a museum, sometimes I prefer that to be alone. And now I'm in a spot where I have a person around all the time, which right. can be challenging, just to that way of life that I was used to. And the reason I set that as a, that up is because it also served my, you know bad habits and I feel as you always having someone around served your bad habits it's also good too right. it's, it's, it's a nuanced thing but now you're in a spot where you have to learn to be comfortable doing things and being alone and I think once you get used to that then you can combine the two and find exactly what you actually want because, I agree. because the truth is being around someone all the time doesn't work for you it doesn't it it forces you into the spot where you end up just becoming somewhat one dimensional kind of like the characters in million dollar baby <laughs> but <laughs> but you just you fill a role at that point like okay well, well and
1: i we talked about the uh when when we talked about the airport um our airport episode and i talked about how i felt like look at me i'm someone who's traveling and like because even when, I'm a, when I was alone, I still was picturing what I... The only way to perceive myself was through someone else's perception. I didn't perceive my... I just didn't live in my own skin almost. And so I think me doing these things and finding these outlets is... I, I have found myself not thinking that. So like when I went to the gym... It would pop into my head like, oh, remember how this would be previously you would be here thinking like people are seeing me as a person who's at the gym and I'm a woman at the gym and what do they see me as and what do I look like to them and what do they think about me? It it wouldn't be like that thought out. Like I wasn't like, like actually thinking those things. It was just like a perception, like a overall, like a, like a three dimensional thought about who i was when i was alone instead of just being inside my own body you know what i mean and not thinking about like what i was from the outside and so i think that's what i'm trying to get that's what i'm trying to do more so like when you say like you go to you would go to a museum alone i'm not there yet because all i would think is like i'm so alone at this museum (laughs) there's no one
0: see when you're when you go to alone to share this
1: with you know
0: when you go alone to a museum it's i can take this in exactly the way i want to i can experience it exactly the way i want to and there's no one else here to influence that i don't have to worry about if the other persons not enjoying it or you know that that takes me out of things
1: Well, the person not enjoying it is different than like, I feel like I won't get as much out of this museum if I just go alone.
0: But you, I think it's important to figure out how to get something out of it alone. Whereas, you know, when you're talking about- Right, maybe
1: that is a goal, you know?
0: When you're talking about me, it would be important to get something out of it with someone else around and then be curious and interested to hear what they got out of it and compare notes. That's the joy of having someone else around. Yeah. But-
1: but to me, it was like a. my experience was a team effort. I need somebody else there to like to to have the experience at all. I need to have somebody else there with me. Otherwise, what's the point? I'm just by myself.
0: And what's wrong with that?
1: Exactly. But I, I'm not there. And that's, I yeah. want to get there. So that's my motivation is to get there.
0: And. The reason I think we even got down this path and I challenged you a bit was because the motivation still seemed to be driven by other people, not, not wholly like you wanting to get in shape and lose weight is you also. But somewhere I feel as though it's the idea when you're having these concerns that, you know, people aren't going to like you. And if, if, you know, you're looking for someone to date, you're like, all right, well, if I'm Fat i mean if you're still in like your
1: house you gotta <laughs> I, clean I, up
0: <laughs> i get it i understand you know that i mean
1: it's both like i said it's a pie chart you know part of that is is some of that is part of the motivation but it doesn't have to be the only like i'm not doing it only because of that i'm doing it for, and then part of the puzzle or part of the pie is also that like hey do you feel like buying new clothes no? All right, well then you got to get back in your clothes. <laughs> so, I got to do that. Oh, do you um do you want to uh f- uh not feel good after running up a f- thing of stairs? No? All right, well then get your heart pumping because <laughs> shut up. Get your get your life together. Do you want Yeah, it's just like these little things that I notice like if I run to the car, it just feels like nothing instead of like my legs are just like, just teensy little things. Once you start moving around, you really do feel the difference in your body, and I lo- I enjoy that. Want to get strong? I would like my arms to look cool and like strong.
0: <laughs> just don't get abs.
1: abs <laughs> oh are, please!
0: Abs are weird overall.
1: Abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym.
0: <laughs> I think my motivation, you know, figuring out who I am, and it is hard to just one figure that out and it's still a process i don't fully know but you start living in a way that is better representative of that and i at some point i got the motivation to do that and it was a long process the motivation came after you know multiple failed relationships and again this was tied to romantic relationships but it was bigger than that it was just those were the barometers how i was gauging what the hell was going on in my life and it was the easiest way because you know work for me has always been Something I can navigate pretty easily. So problems wouldn't arise in work and the way I was living my life, you know, not fully expressing things I wanted or needed or whatever that, whatever. Then work, I was able to navigate that. So while it was born out of relationships, it didn't, once I got rolling, it wasn't because, oh, I need to find a relationship that works. It was just like, oh, all these failed relationships, obviously shit's going wrong and then i started putting in the work and it is funny that for someone who likes to be alone that i constantly went from relationship to relationship
1: yeah it is weird it's
0: because i wanted the other side of it i wanted the stuff i didn't want to do all these things alone like you said having a person with you to experience things is something that i wanted it just i just wasn't there and once i let go of the act which wasn't you know a I wasn't not being myself, but I just wasn't fully exposing myself, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, you know, things fell in place, I guess, strangely quickly. Um,
1: That's how it's supposed to work, I think. But you know, you, like when people stop trying so hard to be or do something, then it just happens.
0: But you being worried, I think focusing and figuring that out on your own will then open the door and then, you know, I don't, it's strange thinking about myself and dating Christina now. It is a thing. It's like maybe that never would have come up, but, you know, it wasn't, it was pretty quick after (laughs) you and I broke up, but the reason was, and the reason that I'm now living with a person, it's like, oh, wow, this does match and I feel like there's an understanding of who we are as we actually are and not who we are pretending to be. And I was like, oh, well, there it is. When, um, you know, there were difficulties because there was still fallout from the end of our relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm saying is if you figure this out, you will find that something will come together.
1: No, I know. It's just it's like I said, it's those those lonely moments that, you know, the the um, devil or whatever, the anxiety or whatever in my brain is like, oh, you're feeling kind of bad. Let's make you feel worse. (laughs) Let's let's send all these scary things your way. And then when you try to make yourself feel better, here you go. Feel even worse. So it's like I said, it's just this dark spot. And. You know, maybe that is a sign that I need to get up and like do something, you know, because it's nothing that I I can't really do anything about it right now. Um, It doesn't mean I should brush away the feeling. It is something I've, I've been paying attention to, but I also feel like I need to find out. I need to be I need to find out who I am by myself and what I enjoy and what I who I am. And, you know.
0: And that requires some exploring. Yeah, and jumping around to things like chopping your own garlic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, if that's—I have
1: a sourdough. I'm, I have a sourdough starter that I've been uh, feeding and taking care of. I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, that's something that you've been doing before the pandemic. I'd like to put that out there. You weren't one of these. Oh, the pandemics! You know, I'm going to start doing sourdough like every other person.
1: Oh my god! Speaking of trends, um, I <laughs> swear to you going Six back weeks to ago last week's I had, episode yeah since from the last episode i had never heard of pickleball in my life and ever since we talked about it it's everywhere it's all over like the real housewives the the people recapping it are talking about it uh eric and uh, uh jared have been talking about it people like it's everywhere all of a sudden i know that there's a there's a word for that um but it's so crazy. And like somebody said, if someone invites you to join their pickleball uh, game, then, you know, you're definitely going to be asked to join their MLM, their multi-level marketing. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Am I one of those suburban moms doing a thing? Now you've got drinking cool. LaCroix and playing pickleball and complaining about our kids. Well,
0: if you're doing it, but you actually do enjoy it, who cares? I think that's the big thing in figuring out who you are. There are some things that maybe on the surface like, oh, that's not who I am, but it is actually who you are and you just have to give. I've had to-
1: that. I've had moments where I'm like, I've had these like pathetic, sad, weird little moments or like things, mistakes I've made or like things I'm saying out loud that I never thought that I would say or think. And I would, I'll say like, that's not me. And I think, wait, it must be me. Like, this must be it. I must be this person. Yeah, you're not I as must cool. be this person who you're makes not as, mistakes. You're,
0: you're not as cool as you want to be. That movie, no, not. you know, people say I'm self-centered. You, you're constantly in your own little movie. and
1: uh, I was, I was.
0: <laughs> I think most of us are. That's the way we approach things. Everyone's a star of their own movie. And because of that, that's why things like, oh, people haven't reached out to me. They must hate me. It's like now nah, they're in their own movie. and Their own movie is presenting them with problems that they're trying to get through right now. But you're not as cool as you think you are. And that's that's I, that's a blanket statement for everyone.
1: I mean, what you mean by cool is I'm not as laid back or like carefree as I think I am. Well, you're I a suburban as, as mom. I to be.
0: You're a suburban mom and you've made the choice that that's what you like, that you like where you live seemingly right now. I I, do. Think, I think there were reasons that you didn't like it before because you were kind of isolated and not interacting with enough people. But now that you've met people, it seems like you like Crofton, Maryland. And I know I just said it with a, a, a inflection of oh, disdain, yeah. but that's <laughs> that's not. Yeah. I mean,
1: I am a suburban mom, but I'm not like
0: <laughs> you like it. You like it. And you made the choice. And you're looking for a like house. I'm not like the
1: other moms. I'm a cool mom.
0: Okay, you're cooler than the other moms, but maybe you're not the coolest yeah. but the point is that's okay just
1: yeah that's fine that's fine
0: realizing these things
1: you're you're <laughs> conflating the two things I'm not saying that like I'm so cool I am not so cool I'll sit and do a puzzle and crochet in the wintertime like that's not cool those things
0: have become cool that's thing, so things that weren't uh, okay. cool have become cool so well, what who's I'm crocheting saying is,
1: is what I'm saying is that what the way that I have always thought of myself as someone who's like no big deal like rolls off my back no problem i can handle anything and everything and i cannot and i will not but what comes with that is a little bit of shame afterwards of like oh i'm not supposed to be like that and i have to remind myself like no it's okay lots of people are like that
0: it's all fucking messy none of it's smooth sailing once you become Mm -hmm. comfortable with that i think that's the the first that's you pulling out onto the road it's like okay and then you can yeah. explore the rest after you accept that just don't fall into any of these motivational speakers because those people pray oh my God. those people I'm pray i'm
1: still i'm still an intelligent person i'm not like an idiot now
0: they they just throw out statement believe in yourself love yeah. yourself it's like okay there's if
1: you don't stand for anything you'll wait if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything
0: <laughs> oh yeah all the motivational posters like yeah. a, i still see people posting motivational quotes on instagram and it's like i guess if it helps someone but
1: especially when they're all pixelated because they've been copied a billion times oh, yeah
0: they're, but they're all <laughs> the million dollar baby of motivation because they're one dimensional it's like all of this stuff it's yeah. funny see i'm tying in the movie to make it
1: again of- general audience that you can't trust <laughs> the general population to be smart
0: it's a very difficult up and down messy thing uh, achieving whatever it is. I don't even want to say happiness. Just achieving a state of being that you're mostly fulfilled with. Yeah. It's it's not a fucking poster. And well, I the fact previously that these, was, yeah, not like that. I did buy a, a book once, and it wasn't a straight-up motivational book, but it was called, I think it's called My Own Worst Enemy, and I read the first chapter, and... There were things in it that hit upon the way I was living my life and the things I was avoiding out of fear of failure. But I was like, this is absolute bullshit and I'll get nothing out of this. And I never, never read another word because it's just too top level and generic. And right. the, the thinking and self-evaluation that needs to go into it, it's not that simple. And those things are meant I think motivational is just to trap people in the cycle. So they keep coming back. You know, there's things that motivate me. It's funny. Um, I'll go. uh, I don't know if we ever talked about on the show, but I know I've said this before. Live theater for some reason really motivates me, especially something on Broadway. That's got an, maybe it's a limited run, but it's an extended run. It's like these people have to do this fucking thing every single day of their lives. And there's so many people who have to do that job and it's all live in the moment. I think about when I have bad days or I'm not feeling like doing things, I can bullshit my way through work. It's not that big of a deal, but going on stage and having to act, and maybe you can get lost in that and that helps pull you out of it. But, you know, I watch this. Yeah, like
1: grieving instead of just staying home, like you go to work because it just like helps you through it.
0: Yeah, but I watch these things and, you know, there's that aspect of it. There's, I guess, just. The team effort that has to go into it, everyone doing their jobs live in the moment, they can't really screw up. Sometimes I go see live music. Usually I don't, well, theater, I leave and I feel inspired and I say, I'm going to go home and I'm going to start being creative. And then I go to sleep and I wake up, (laughs) it's gone. It's like it's a fleeting thing. (laughs) But there's something in there that gets me going. And if I could get involved in something, uh, I think, you know, the motivation isn't hard. It presents itself. So if you find the right thing, it's there. You should try
1: and get a job on Broadway.
0: Oh, yeah. So simple. Especially well, doing some
1: production something.
0: It's still like you think all unions and stuff. So it's very hard oh. to get in. You have to work your way up to them. I was going to say live music. When I go see big shows, I don't leave feeling inspired. But if I go see like no. a smaller show, where even if it's just like a local, I don't do this as much anymore. But when I was younger, you go see like local music. Sometimes it really sucks. But there's other times it's like, oh, well, these people are doing their thing, and I can appreciate that. And I would leave, and I'm going to go home tonight, and I'm going to write, and then I would go to sleep. <laughs> and then wake up, <laughs> eh. but that's also part of who I am, It's like accepting that I'm not feeling so awful that I'm not doing something like writing. And maybe that's the problem in that it doesn't feel like it's a hole, I guess, in my life. Mm -hmm. something I would like to do. I think if I started doing it, I could get into it, and it could become a thing. But I am saying that part of who I am is sometimes I just want to fucking sit around. I'm I'm tired (laughs) of thinking (laughs) too much. And that in itself is not a bad thing. It can veer into, I guess, unhealthy, negative territory. But just because I have those feelings doesn't mean I'm a bad person. A lot of people get lost in that. I should always need to be doing something and proving myself to who
1: other people. Yeah, basically, right? Like somebody else has set some sort of metric as what is acceptable. And I guess if you go against that, then you feel guilty about it and you feel like you have to get up. I, I don't feel like that. I feel like if I'm sitting around, sometimes I get bored and I'm like, this is fucking boring. (laughs) But, (laughs) but other times I just like, Sit around. It's all right. Stare I never at, feel guilty for that, really.
0: Stare at my new age stories. They're not soap operas anymore. They're reality TV shows. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Rewatching Jersey Shore like an idiot. All
0: right. Well, that's what I have. I wish you luck. I've, I've, we have to wrap this Thank up. Thank you. Because I have to go. We just had your therapy session. I have to go do my real therapy session.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thank you. Uh, please like and subscribe, rate and review. Support our sponsor, Hoffandpepper.com. You can get 50% off. Uh, some really delicious locally made in Chattanooga, Tennessee hot sauce. They're
0: going to be on uh, Hot Ones, except it's Jimmy Kimmel, sadly. Boo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he said that the sauce was good.
0: Oh, that's nice. Did like, it already, this did, is really good. Did it already uh, air?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday at, at 11. Go Jim, check out Hot Ones.
0: Jimmy Kimmel. It's got the lowest views of them all.
1: maybe I don't know anyway uh, one topic 15 get 15% off thank you so much not gonna fuck up the ending this time bye
0: do people care about Jimmy Kimmel is he a draw the undertaker was a draw he what the undertaker and stone cold those were draws on the hot ones
1: I liked uh, Keenan and Kel too
0: I didn't see that one
1: wait Keenan Peel Keenan and Kel what am I in the 90s
0: yes I liked uh, my boy Gordon Ramsay
1: oh yeah that was a good one too